It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. Welcome to our program. If you just tuned in, we have Reverend Chuck Horton with us today, Father Nick Alo. And we'll be talking about Ash Wednesday and Lent, uh, which is part of uh, what we do in the church. We'll talk more about that, particularly the Christian church. But first, let's check the weather forecast uh, for Weatherford and Clinton, Elk City, the western part of the state. We're looking today at a pretty decent day out there. Not nice day just to enjoy, really, as you get up and about whatever you might be doing this morning. You'll need a jacket as you head out the door today because it'll be a little chilly to start with, uh, with the temperatures uh, up around, you know, thir- in the 30s and 40s. But uh, right now we're expecting a high today, sunny weather with the 63 degrees, low overnight, 38. It'll be a little windy today. Winds could gust as high as 33 miles per hour. So you'll need to wrap up. Tonight, mostly clear with a low of around 38. Winds at 8 to 16 miles per hour. So gusty tomorrow as well. So let's look at our weather forecast brought to you by Boston Bling. Boston Bling, uh, firearm solutions located southwest of Weatherford, about uh, six or seven miles southwest or southeast of Clinton. Let's go to uh, hear a little bit more about that. I was really afraid to even touch a gun, but I saw a need for protection since we live in the country. When I took a handgun license class from Cindy at Boston Bling, she eased my fear, helped me see the importance of gun safety, and showed me I could use a gun to protect myself and my property. And now I'm proud to have my concealed carry license. Start shooting today. Take the short drive to Boston Bling Firearm Solutions. Easy to find and easy to shoot. South of I-40 between Clinton and Weatherford. Google Boston Bling for directions. Winds out of the south at 14 miles per hour, 41 degrees, feels like about 33 so you can see what I'm saying. You need a jacket uh, as you get out and about. Uh, the weather brought to you by Firearms, uh, that is Boss and Bling Firearm Solutions. And you know how they got the name Boss and Bling, either one of you by any chance, uh, Boss and Bling Firearm Solutions? It, 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 we've got with us today, just in case you tune in, Chuck Horton, Reverend Horton, and uh, Father Nick with us. Uh, any, do you know the story on that? I have no idea. No. Well, guess what? I'm going to tell you. See, Boss and Bling, they rode the they, they married couple, uh, they owned the Farm Solutions, and, and so they used to ride motorcycles a lot, a Harley. And he was known as Boss, and she was known as Bling because she always wore a lot of Bling. All right, then. But the word is, she's the boss, though, actually, out there. <laughs> Boss, Boston Bling Farm Solutions. Well, I thought you were saying Boston Bling. Yeah, I no, did too. Boss, Boston boss. Boston Bling. Boston Bling. So welcome to the program this morning. Thank you. Uh, again, uh, Reverend Chuck Horton, uh, Father Nick Alo uh, from the uh, Orthodox Church, Eastern Orthodox, and the United Methodist Church. It's kind of uh, interesting to get the two of you together. How does this feel? Oh, well, Chuck and I are friends, and we do actually a lot of You actually are friends? Together. Yeah, well, we do a lot of things Christian together. friends. <laughs> yeah. We are. You actually, <laughs> even though maybe a little different approach, uh, yeah. you're good friends. Yes, and and uh, the Orthodox Church was a major uh, influence upon John Wesley and the founding of the Methodist Church. So we kind been, of have the same fathers, you might say. We come from the same root, so yeah, well, we have that in common. We do. That's a good point. Yeah, um, and we 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 believe in Jesus, right? Yes, yes, uh, and the Christian faith. 
the you, we talked a little bit with Father Nick before about the difference, but mm-hmm. you have a very nice church here in Weatherford, which is sort of unusual for Western Oklahoma. Talk about that just a moment first before we get started. It is. It's uh, it represents and it is a continuing tradition of the ancient church. So, and this is what I've seen. I think this is what the local ministers see is that it is so different in its approach to beauty, in its approach to services, and its approach to the Christian life that it doesn't really compete if you know and that's that's the thing is that we're not here to compete but it is very different it's part of the ancient practice we we celebrate the same type of service we call liturgy that we've been doing literally since the fourth century and for instance our our tradition of lent goes back virtually to the first century so it's a different tradition and and um it's not something that most protestants find uh, easily accessible originally, but those that are desiring something again that emphasizes beauty and emphasizes, uh, you know, we have symbols and rituals, but our symbols and rituals are connections to Christ, and they're they're ways that we experience Christ and and our iconography and things like that. So it's it's like I said, it doesn't compete with anything here because it's just a radically different approach to Christ, a way, a different way to experience Christ. What are your thoughts? How do you respond to that? Oh, I, Chuck? I, I, with highest respect, I really appreciate not only the historical part of uh, orthodoxy, and uh, I had a good friend that was an orthodox uh, seminarian while I was in seminary, and we went to, uh, went to school together. Uh, I appreciate that, that the Methodist tradition, our founder was uh, John Wesley, and he was so well read and he made connections with people all across the spectrum. And so he had he had uh, friends that were Roman Catholic and he had all sorts. He was Episcopalian uh, himself and or Anglican. And um, but he had all these connections. He went to wherever revival was going on, he would try to go and try to see what he could receive. And and so the United Methodist Church has been one that's been appreciative and open to folks of uh, other Christian persuasions. So today is is uh, Valentine's Day. It's also first day of Lent on on the uh, on the Christian calendar in most churches. Um, but Saint Valentine was the guy they named this day after he was roman catholic you know that that this valentine's day gets me in trouble almost every year and i've got to get some flowers today and i've got to go get a card because i've got a valentine in my life that deserves that well i know nancy your valentine and then i'll take this opportunity to say that my valentine also is outstanding carol but i've got a lot of valentines and you do too and we all do uh you, I have my wife, Carol, my daughter-in-law, my daughter, Angela, um, and Claudia, my daughter-in-law. Then I have two granddaughters, Abby and Ruby, So, and then it goes on and on, right? Yeah. You've got a lot of kids. Yes, indeed. Uh, your family, girls. We've got one grandson and ten granddaughters. So and, that's a and lot of And you had all daughters yes. in your family, so, so you're surrounded. Do you send them all cards and suckers or something? Well, I count on my wife to help me with all that sort of thing but yes nancy his wife and you your wife my wife we we refer to them as matushka uh yeah i have actually five daughters 
and uh, just one granddaughter, interestingly. So do you celebrate Valentine's Day along well, with here everybody again, else, or is this something? It, it, Valentine, it, here again, the way that we celebrate Valentine's Day is, is essentially an ancient, in the ancient church. That was actually just a feast day. St. Valentine was a martyr. And so there's a, there's a whole beautiful Christian tradition around Valentine about him. And uh, as we so often do in the West, we've appropriated it and, and uh, made it something, you know, different, which is sweet and it's nice. But Commercial, uh, well, commercialized to some like, extent. Kind of like Christmas. You it's, know? The, it's the biggest day for flower shop, I yeah, tell right, you right exactly. now. Uh, and yeah. I had a good friend in Anadarko that owned a flower shop, and I would go down and help them on Valentine's yeah, Day because yeah, yeah. they were snowed under. Right, right. You know, generally. the analogy is like, like, for instance, Christmas is nativity. It's the, it's this huge tradition of the birth of Christ, uh, but it wasn't ever. <laughs> there's no Santa Claus or Christmas or gifts or things like that. It's something that we've kind of co-opted and, well, frankly, commercialized. But but it is a sweet tradition, and it's part of the early. Again, this is part of the early Christian tradition. Well, I, I've got to, looking at the internet this morning, uh, talking about Saint Valentine. He was uh, in part. Uh, martyred because he married couples without imperial Rome's consent mm. and uh, imprisoned, tortured, and beheaded yes. on this day. So a martyr. Pretty, he's a martyr of the church that we've been commemorating since that time, since the early centuries of the church. So now he's the patron of love. Yeah, I don't know. How, <laughs> here again, how do we get how do we get St. Nicholas of Myra Lysi, the great champion of, of, of uh, Orthodox Christianity, and I'm, what I mean by Orthodox, I mean I mean the First Council in defending Christianity against other heresies. How do we go from that to Santa Claus? Yes. Uh, this is the same thing. You go from Valentine, who is a great martyr in the church and commemorated, to somehow boxes of chocolates and you know flowers. It's interesting. So let's talk about Ash Wednesday. Uh, first of all, we celebrate that in the uh, Methodist Church on this day. Yes, we do. Talk about that um, a little bit. You've got a service tonight at the First Methodist Church for we, those who would be interested. We do. We have a we have a dinner tonight. We have a free dinner that we'd invite anybody that's listening to come to the church and be a part of. That's it from 5 to 6. But at 7 o'clock, we have an Ash Wednesday service. We do something called the imposition of ashes. There'll be some prayers. There'll be some scripture. In fact, our college students and our Wesley Foundation are going to be really helping a lot with the service tonight. And uh, Corey Shirey, our Wesley director, is going to be bringing a devotion for us. And um, imposition of ashes. I don't think he's done it before, but, you know, for years and years I have. And you, you make a cross out of ash. And you smear it on somebody's forehead or on the back of their hands. And it, and you, as you're doing that, you say something that just kind of rocks your world a little bit. It says, remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And Ash Wednesday is the beginning of this 40 days of remembering that we are mortal we have a God that we each and every one of us is going to face. And so Ash Wednesday, the beginning of these 40 days of repentance before we come to Easter, it's a very important time for us. So how does that differ with you, Father uh, Nick? Well, we don't. Uh, Ash Wednesday was a tradition that was developed, I mean, in the in the West 
compared to us fairly recently, we, the early church and the Orthodox Church uh, had a different tradition. For us, it begins with the Sunday. You know, we have several Sundays of preparation, four Sundays of preparation. Thematically, we have like the prodigal son, the expelling of Adam and Eve from paradise, um, the Pharisee, and, you know, so we, publican and Pharisees. So we have these Sundays, three Sundays before Lent that we prepare for. And then our, our Lent begins on that Sunday where we have what we call the rite of forgiveness. We have forgiveness vespers where we have this service. And then we take the time to mutually go around and ask each other for forgiveness. So for us, it's kind of a, it's a communal thing. And it's also, again, preparing for the season of repentance is facing the consequences and dealing with the reality of what you may have done with your brothers and sisters in Christ. So there is this right to forgiveness where you ask each other for mutual forgiveness. You literally would say, forgive me, a sinner, and you will bow to them. Oftentimes you'll kiss on the cheek and they'll say to you, forgive me, a sinner. And, and it's a real thing. And so that's how we begin. And then, of course, the first week for us is called Clean Week, where we have services almost every night that are pretty long including a bridegroom matins based on Mark tw- Mark 2 where you know where it says in Mark 2 when the bridegroom leaves then you will fast then you will fast and so that's we have the services as okay we're we're preparing for this now we need to fast and so that's when our when our fast begins in the the eastern church is fast is it's still what it was traditionally which is frankly relatively speaking pretty austere pretty austere uh and so that's how we begin. So when you talk services. about fasting, basically we're talking about not uh, fasting. I mean, fa- most people think about not eating. Uh, yes, they, correct. But there are other what, things you can fast. Absolutely. The, the eating is one part of it, although it's a big part of it for us because, like I said, it's, it's pretty austere. Nobody in the West fasts like the Eastern Church does anymore. They used to, but, but that's, not, that's not done as far as I know. We get hungry. Yes, yeah, it's pretty tough. Yeah, that is. We're going to take a quick break with us on the program this morning. Reverend Chuck Horton from the United Methodist Church and uh, Father Nick Alo from the Orthodox Church in Weatherford as well. Stay tuned. You're listening to the right time for Western Oklahoma. Don't miss this one. It's the sale you've been waiting for. The Albrecht Pens 13th Annual President's Day Sale at the Clay Freeney Ranch in Caddo, Oklahoma. It's Monday the 19th at 12 noon. 200 healthy, robust Angus bulls from great bloodlines, plus over 100 registered and commercial Angus females. Mark your calendars. Now's the time to take your herd to new heights and take advantage of these top-notch Angus bulls and Angus females. Monday the 19th at noon at the Clay Freeney Ranch in Caddo, Oklahoma. Let's talk about tools. Take these pliers. They're not revolutionary technology. Even if I added sound effects and said, Pliers, the future of tool technology you'd still just see them as something you use every day. Now let's talk about a tool that you might think is futuristic, but isn't. Genetic testing for commercial cattle. Use it to help reach your goals faster and with more confidence. Genetic testing is just a tool. Use it to build a better herd. Get started with Zoetis at beefgenetics.com. Are you having trouble sleeping? Well, sleep apnea is a real problem and can even cause sudden death. Priority Home Medical Equipment has a large selection of CPAP machines and tell your doctor... If you need a sleep study to prescribe your equipment at Priority Home Medical Equipment. Because everybody doesn't sleep the same, they offer a large variety of masks. That's all types of cleaning supplies, filters, and hoses. Priority Medical Equipment, where dedicated service is their priority. Call them today at Priority Home Medical Equipment. 
The Binger Nursing and Rehabilitation Care Facility offers skilled nursing in a quiet setting of a small town. We pride ourselves with positive attitudes and you can rest assured your loved one is receiving the most loving care possible. We offer physical, occupational and speech therapy and a wide range of planned activities on and off site. Come join us for a tour of our facility at Binger Nursing and Rehabilitation. We have the highest facility ratings for care in the area, according to government sources. Binger Nursing Facility, the place for someone you love. How come nobody ever asked me what I want for Valentine's Day? Do we have to ask? We well, already know. Well, yeah, but I get that every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. How is that even healthy? That's a lot of stuff. Well, no, we cannot say that on the radio. What, like $9.99 a pound for a New York strip or T-bone steak at Market 54 in Weatherford? Oh. Sirloin's only $5.99 a pound until the 17th. And hamburger's only four forty nine a pound, but you got to go with the steak for Valentine's, though. I do love me a good steak. Market 54, north of Weatherford, off Highway 54. Make your special Valentine get the beef sweat. Oh, we'll be sweating, all right. You need a rest your meat. Doing a job over and over teaches you things that nothing else can. When you succeed, you learn from it. When you fail, you learn even more. Experience tells us that people with a lot of experience tend to do a better job at everything like natural gas conditioning. If you're going to use the gas that's already there on location, let the people who've been doing that for a while now, who have a track record of success, do it for your business. If you need a location built or cleaned up, let the roustabout crews who've been at it for years take care of it. When you need fluids hauled, call the people who know it forward and backwards. Lots of satisfied customers the last quarter century will vouch for Canyon Oilfield Services. If you need natural gas conditioning, roustabout crews, or fluids hauled, Canyon will make you a satisfied customer, too. Online at CanyonOilField.com. At Canyon Oilfield Services, the key word is service. Good morning. You're listening to the right time for Western Oklahoma. Our guest on the program this morning, uh, we have with us Reverend Chuck Horton from the First United Methodist Church in Weatherford, and we have with us also uh, Father Nick Alo from the Eastern Orthodox Church in Weatherford, which I think is really interesting, isn't it? Have you been you've been in Oklahoma for a number of years outside of maybe Oklahoma City? Have you have, have we had a Orthodox Church in any, in communities where you've been? Well, just a couple of them. Of course, a big presence in Oklahoma City and some in, uh, up in uh, Tulsa area. So, what's the I mean, the, uh, I guess, biggest difference for people who might want to come and look at your church, is it open for people to come in? I know it's a little rock church over on, mm-hmm. um, what's the street? Arapahoe State. State. Mm-hmm. Is it available for people Absolutely. who want to visit? Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's not only available, I'm there six days a week, and people are encouraged to come by. And I tell them we do services pretty much every day, oftentimes twice a day. So if they come during a service just... You know, it'd be like coming in in every any service. You come in, you sit down or stand, and so it's fine. And if I'm not in a service, I'm usually there in some sort of meeting. But we're very, very accessible and right there in the center of town. So, yeah, I encourage people to come by. It's an experience because here again, it's Christianity from a perspective that many people have never been exposed to or ever even thought of. And as, as I remind them, I know we're kind of obscure out here, but we've been in Oklahoma City for over 100 years. And the fact is... We're the second largest branch of Christianity in the world. So, you know, it's a pretty significant presence. We just don't see it as much exactly. in, in the United States. Exactly. It's just it, not exposed that much here. Right. Well, I don't think it's our <clears throat> sort of the history that 
that led the Western Oklahoma to grow up probably didn't have that. Uh, it wasn't that that common. But Father Nick is the leader for us of one of the key ministries that we have here in Weatherford, Oklahoma, and it's a community project called Caring and Sharing. And um, that's how I first really got to know him, was watching him in action as he helped lead our community. Very good. So final thoughts about this week and for for our church, the United Methodist Church first. Well, definitely all are welcome to come and be a part of the Ash Wednesday service this evening. Christianity is full of opportunities for new beginnings. And when we have reached the conclusion that we failed, that we've fallen short of what we should be and do, it's good to have those new beginning moments. And and the season of Lent is a season of turning from what we have been and claiming what God has in mind for us. Amen. Absolutely. And this is what we have in common. We approach Lent exactly the same way. I mean, Chuck could have just described Orthodox Lent for us. That's exactly it. And this is the power of this is that this is when literally the Christian world turns inside at themselves, looking at the state of their soul. Seriously, instead of blaming others or looking outside themselves, you look at yourself and you look at your own sin. As Jesus said, you judge, you know, you look at yourself first. You pull the, you pull the board out of your own eye. This is a season of porting, pulling those boards out of your eyes. And if we haven't done that, I promise you, they're there. They are there. We, we, have, we have such a, a culture of pretension and um, blaming others and unwillingness to acknowledge that each of us is in need of, of giving ourselves to God and walking humbly with God. And um, that's a corruption of what Christianity is. Christianity is an invitation from a loving God to uh, reclaim and experience again his purposes for our lives. Is it discouraging to to both of you that we are so unchurched today in America? It seems that we are. Well, in some ways it is. But like I often tell our people, you know, we were formed in persecution. We were formed in a culture that was licentious and bloody and it was mean. I'm talking about ancient Rome. We have this romanticized idea of Rome. Rome was a a cesspool of blood and licentiousness and... uh, and so we're not even close to Rome. It's true. We're, we're definitely moving in that direction. But I tell my people, we've been here before. We've lived through communism. We've lived through Islam. We've lived through the Roman persecutions. And so for us, looking at our culture, frankly, turning away from that, for us, it's an opportunity. It's just this is what this is our history. We we've been here before. And you talk about Russia, which Russian Orthodox. Yes. Uh, pretty much pushed aside during communism? Probably crushed would be the better word. Just about crushed to dust. Tens of thousands of priests and virtually millions of people martyred. Uh, Same with Ukraine. Millions. Seven million Ukraine systematically murdered. All Orthodox. And so, you know, we've, we're, we're not, we're not shocked when things turn against us. We've, like I said, this is part of our formation. It's part of our worldview. We, we have, we have a way of going inside and see this is what connects us with Lent. Lent is that thing that allows us to go inside and look at ourselves and find that peace. I know that's a, it's a paradoxical thing that you look at your sin, but that gives you peace. 
Yes, because that causes you to look at and fall before Christ and say, Lord, have mercy. So what do you think about the commercials in the, the Super Bowl for Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. what's your, I mean, I've had uh, people talk about that. They, some people say they really liked it. Yeah. Go I, ahead, Chuck. I, I, I think that um, I'm thinking that maybe God wouldn't have written those commercials exactly that way, but um, I don't think that that was a bad thing at all for uh, for for the church or for some people who very much love God to to be giving a reminder to the not just the American people but this worldwide stage. Hey, there is uh, a God that we each need to understand loves and cares for us and is with us in the midst of this life that we live. Absolutely. Christ is in our midst is a saying that the priests say to each other, we say to each other. My feeling has always been, it's like when people come to the church, I, I really don't care what brings you to the church. I don't care uh, what, what signs there are. If that, if that tweaks you, if that moves your conscience, then as far as I'm concerned, that's good. I, it's true. It may represent something that is a theology or a morality or something we may not agree with. But my, my feeling is that if it brings you into the church, in our case, if it, if it brings you there, because I have people come from all different worldviews and all different needs and all different things. And frankly, whatever brings you to the hospital, it's like sick people being aware that they're sick and going to the hospital. Whatever brings you to the hospital, that's the main thing. Very good. Thank both. I want to thank both of you for coming. Very interesting discussion this morning. Thank and, you. And uh, we'll do it again. Now, I want to say this. Uh, Chuck is retiring. Yes. From the ministry, but he will not. Re I, I say that the structured ministry you're retiring because I know Chuck well enough. He will never retire from ministry. Yes. Nancy and I are thinking we will start another ministry when we retire from our pastoral ministry, which is ending at Weatherford in July, first around the first of July. Yes, exactly. So, good luck in your retirement. Well, thank you, and God bless both of you for coming in and being on the program this morning. Thank, thank you, Harold. Appreciate it very thanks much. Thanks for having us. This is an interesting conversation. I think everybody looks at Valentine's Day on this day, but it just lined up on the calendar to also be Ash Wednesday. Very good. We Thank appreciate both of you coming in and being on the program today. Uh, Reverend Chuck Horton and Father Nick Alo. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.